Ah, and we are live. Welcome back to Takes by Fans. We got a great show for you today. As always, we are live every single day at noon Eastern. If you want to watch live, head over to twitch.tv slash Takes by Fans. If you want to watch but not live, head over to our YouTube channel, Takes by Fans. We post all of our shows and clips of the show there on a daily basis. And if you just want to listen, we are on podcasting apps, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. So however you want to watch or listen, we've got you covered multiple ways. All right, today is a big old Saturday. The draft is wrapping up today. We weren't, uh, we didn't do the show yesterday. Um, you know, we were just kind of watching the draft. We don't want to kind of, you know, reiterate everything that we've said about the draft already. So we, um, we're going to come back t- tomorrow, um, talking about, you know, the entirety of the draft. We're not going to get into the draft today either. Really just kind of focusing on the NBA today and doing our power rankings, uh, getting that done today because we didn't do the show yesterday and we do that on Fridays. Uh, you can also maybe tell that we do not have our beard anymore. That was on our live draft show. Unfortunately, the Dolphins didn't do what we wanted them to do. They took Jalen Waddle at six, which is still a good pick. Don't get us wrong, but we wanted the Heisman winner, Devontae Smith. And then we got a defensive end at number 18, which we really wanted Najee Harris, and then he goes to the Steelers. So we had to shave the beard off for that. Um, But we still respect what Brian Flores did, and we're still trusting what Brian Flores did in the draft. So tomorrow on the show, we'll start kind of grading draft performances by um, division. So we'll kind of, you know, take four teams at a time and go through that for probably the next week. Uh, But yeah, today a little bit of a shorter show. Not that many stories to go over. Uh, Just looking at the NBA for um, last night, doing our moneymaker for tonight's action, and then doing our power rankings in the NBA, getting those updated. So let's just start here. And the first one, here it is. Aaron Rodgers retiring is, quote, a serious consideration unless his situation with Green Bay is, quote, repaired to his liking. All right, then walk, man. I'm so over Aaron Rodgers. How do you flounder that hard in the NFC Championship game and then start to blame everybody else months later? You got to -to back-to-back NFC Championship games, back-to-back 13-3 records. So I don't want to hear, oh, it's everybody else. You're not getting me weapons, blah, blah, blah. All right, but you were still good enough to go 13-3. The Bucks were 11 and five last year. You had a better record. Couldn't get it done. Seven points off of three straight turnovers, two, three, and outs to go along with that as well. Not getting it done in the red zone. You had three downs. I agree with Aaron Rodgers. They should have went for the touchdown on fourth down. I don't know what they were thinking there. I think that was a dumb decision as well. But I mean, at some point, Aaron Rodgers does have to start taking responsibility for some of his actions, not getting it done, not being that kind of clutch closer player to get it done in the biggest game. Can't get to the Super Bowl because Aaron Rodgers isn't clutch. So if you want to retire, then go ahead. Stop holding this entire Green Bay fan base, organization, coaches, players hostage because you can't be great. You can't go above and beyond because, you know, we always hear that Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, but then he doesn't go and play like one. He plays like a real good quarterback. Don't get us wrong. He plays like a very, very good quarterback, but not the greatest of all time. Not elite. Not clutch ever. Tom Brady's always clutch. That's why he's been to 10 Super Bowls, won seven of them. Uh, Those Super Bowls that, you know, he kind of lost I mean it's just you know unfortunate you know those big catches in the with the with the Giants with Eli Manning throwing the ball just kind of maybe lucking out maybe however you want to justify it but um you know the the reason why that Tom Brady lost those Super Bowls really wasn't because of him he had the lead and then the defense kind of gave up some big plays down the field 
where Aaron Rodgers, he, it's himself. He can't get himself into the game. It's not the defense lacking. The defense picked off Tom Brady three times last NFC Championship game. I don't want to hear it. It's Aaron Rodgers not going out and winning those games, getting that clutch third down, getting that clutch first down to kind of move the chains to extend our potential game-winning drive. It's not going back-to-back three and outs when you're down five points on multiple interceptions gifted to you from Tom Brady. So Aaron Rodgers, then walk, then retire. We do. I don't care anymore. I know a lot of people are still on his side, and I understand it a little bit. But at some point, folks, we have to talk about winning, and this man does not win the highest games. He's great in the regular season. Don't get us wrong. 13-3 and back-to-back seasons. Absolutely fantastic. MVP last year. Absolutely fantastic. But when it matters the most, when you need to step up, when you need to lay everything on the line, when you need to, you, Aaron Rodgers, you need to – I know, you know, your receivers aren't 100% wide open, but this is on you now to go and make that 1,000% precise, accurate pass where it's only a 1 in 1,000 ball that gets caught, but it all depends on the ball placement, the velocity, everything, the throwing angle, everything. It takes everything to be absolutely 100% perfect to make that throw catchable, and Aaron Rodgers doesn't do that. He's not doing that. We saw that last year, so... If he wants to retire, good riddance, Aaron Rodgers. Good riddance. Go bye-bye. You're no longer the greatest of all time. You're really not even in the category anymore. It's really between Tom Brady right now and then whatever happens with Patrick Mahomes' career for the next 10 to 15 years. But Aaron Rodgers losing the head-to-head matchup to Tom Brady. He's no longer the greatest of all time. Couldn't get it done this year. Tom Brady comes in year one. NFC wins the championship, wins the NFC championship, wins the Super Bowl. So what do we talking about here he made Tom Brady made Drew Brees retire made Russell Wilson kind of question why he's still in Seattle talking out publicly and now he's got Aaron Rodgers wanting to go hose jeopardy for the rest of his years um, and not play football anymore so you got to give credit to Tom Brady if Aaron Rodgers wants to wants to walk let him walk Green Bay let him out let him out all righty the 49ers taking uh, Trevor or um, um, Trey Lance in the draft it, with uh, their pick number three, not Mac Jones like we thought. Uh, well, like we thought he, they would not take Mac Jones, uh, but we thought they were going to take Justin Fields, but they ended up taking Trey Lance. All righty, we'll see how he shakes out. But what's a little interesting is that Jimmy Garoppolo was the first one to text. Trey Lance and be like, yo, congratulations, let's get to work. So uh, the attitude of Jimmy Garoppolo, because we've heard about these uh, pr- the, the pre-draft press conference that Kyle Shanahan did and John Lynch did a couple of days before the draft, kind of Kyle Shanahan saying, hey, we want to go out and get our starting quarterback. So kind of, you know, clowning Jimmy Garoppolo a little bit, kind of telling us, hinting at us that, hey, Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be the starter next year. So, uh, you know, it's a little interesting that Jimmy Garoppolo's out here texting uh Trey Lance, but this is what we get. One thing that uh, this is about um, John Lynch quote. One thing that has really that was really heartwarming to me. I heard last night that Jimmy reached out to Trey Lance. 
Trey was here today, and Trey told us that the first text he got was from Jimmy Garoppolo, so that's pretty special, and I think it speaks to his class. Definitely speaks to his class. If this organization is kind of so adamant about getting you out, getting the next replacement, um, you know, he can't stay healthy. He's kind of understanding where the 49ers are coming from of moving off of Jimmy Garoppolo, but I really think Jimmy Garoppolo thinks he's got another chance here. I think Jimmy Garoppolo says, hey, this is my final chance because I don't know if Trey Lance is going to be able to kind of come in, be this kind of week one starter just because he was in the FCS, didn't play last year, probably has to take a little bit extra time to get back into kind of game rhythm, game shape, game momentum and all of that, especially coming from the FCS, going right into the NFL, not even kind of being in kind of the highest, you know, elevated college program, the FBS. So um, I think Jimmy Garoppolo thinks he's having one more chance here. We get another quote, so let's read this one real quick. Jimmy knew that what the deal was, Kyle Shanahan said. We have Zoom meetings every day. I got to see him on Zoom earlier that day, and we had meetings and stuff. Jimmy has been great. Jimmy is talk taking it as a business approach. I think he's excited for right now, just talking to him, and he's ready to come here and get back to being healthy and playing with our team. And if we have to compete, if we have him compete, I know he's ready to compete. So it doesn't kind of seem like the 49ers are real urgent to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. They never traded him. You know, they were they were telling us on draft night, hey, we're not going to trade Jimmy Garoppolo. So have Jimmy Garoppolo maybe play one more year, have Trey Lance be the backup, and now Jimmy Garoppolo has this season to kind of prove that he can A, stay healthy, B, get it done. And so for, you know, 2022, when he's no longer on the 49ers, they switch to Trey Lance. He's got some Somewhere to go in the NFL to try and get another starting job out here. So a lot going on here with the 49ers coming up this season. Is Trey Lance going to play? Is Trey Lance going to even be good? Is Trey Lance going to start ever? Is he going to be a week one starter? Is he going to be a midseason starter? Is he going to be a 2022 starter? Is Jimmy Garoppolo going to play this season? Is he going to kind of lead that? I mean, imagine if they play Jimmy Garoppolo this entire year and then he ends up winning the Super Bowl. Then what do you do? So uh, still a lot of question marks up in the air. I think everything is still on the table here for the 49ers. That's not. That's why they're not making any kind of brass decisions, big decisions right now of trading Jimmy Garoppolo or just kind of coming out and saying Trey Lance is our week one starter, so they're taking it step by step, day by day, year by year, just because they know Jimmy Garoppolo could go down at any point, so they have to keep all their all their kind of options on the table. So we'll see how Trey Lance is starting to kind of look once kind of OTAs and training camp start to get underway. We can try to judge some of his progression, but uh, expect Jimmy Garoppolo to potentially, possibly, maybe be that week one starter for this 49ers team. Alrighty, the 49ers were not the only team to get a quarterback yet this draft. We get uh, here with the Vikings taking Kellen Mond from Texas A&M in, uh, I believe, the third round, uh, not the second round pick. So we have little kind of two conflicting stories here. We get a story about RG3, who has played with Kirk Cousins, and then we get about uh, the general manager of what the Vikings are saying. So let's start here with Kirk Cousins on how he sees this kind of quarterback possible controversy in Minnesota playing out. So this is a uh, quote by RG3. Yeah, I can tell you that number eight in Minnesota is not happy right now in uh, um, Kirk Cousins because Kellen Mond represents exactly what he doesn't do well as in Kirk Cousins. Um, Kellen Mond is the big physical quarterback. He can throw. He, he can run it, throw it all over the field, and it 
and I don't think that's something that number eight is able to do in Cousins in Minnesota, but I think that's what the coaching staff and administration is looking for. As you've seen, Cousins has been collecting checks there in Minnesota for a long time, taking them to eight and eight, nine and seven seasons. If he has ha- if he has a bad start to the year like he did last year, I could see the fans and maybe the organization leaning toward Mond if he comes in and impresses. So RG three kind of taking a subtle jabs here at Kirk Cousins. You know, hey, he's been there for a long time, just collecting checks, cashing checks, leading them to eight and eight, nine nine seasons. And I mean, RG three is not wrong. I mean, this Vikings team has true underperformed every single season they've got a star studded offensive roster and they still can't get it done Kirk Cousins can't be the leader he can't get it done he turns the ball over he had what like 16 interceptions this season 15 interceptions so not good at all 13 interceptions um the 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 max was um 15 with uh, Carson Wentz and somebody else threw 15 as well so not great there, but Kirk Cousins, 13 interceptions, very too much, and uh, just not getting it done. Like we said, underwhelming performances here by these Vikings these last two seasons. And then, so RG3 doesn't think that uh, Kirk Cousins is potentially going to be the starter this season, but we get the Vikings general manager, Rick Spielman. We get a couple of quotes here, so let's see what the inside of the Vikings is saying and not the outside. So, uh, this is what they said. Any notion that Mond is uh, count. Any notion that Mond is competition to unseat Cousins was quickly quelled by Vikings general manager Rick Spielman on Friday. Quote, there's no competition there. It's just taking another player. Uh, Spiel made it clear that Cousins is the starting quarterback in 2021. There's no competition there. It's just taking another player. Regardless of position, if we take a player in the third round or first round, I'm not calling a player and saying we may take this guy here. So, uh, you know, the the inside, the general manager here for the Vikings is like, no, 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 we're just taking him. It's a, it's backup depth out of the quarterback position, which we really don't have. Uh, Kirk Cousins, we're really not sure how much longer he has here. But uh, for 2021, yes, we're rocking with Kirk cousins but uh, uh, I, I kind of I'm kind of leaning toward what RG3 is saying hey they've been underwhelming if Kirk Cousins underperforms again like he has every single season we've got no problem playing this kind of backup quarterback here so another kind of quarterback controversy potentially here Kirk Cousins not getting it done just you know mediocre eight and eight nine and seven seasons now we have an extra game this year so you know instead of going eight and eight teams are going to start going seven and nine or seven and ten being trapped so we'll see what Kirk Cousins does, how he's looking in the OTAs, how he's looking kind of week one, week two. But watch out for Kellen Mond. Maybe this man's got something uh, that Kirk Cousins cannot do out there. Alrighty, let's head over to see some NBA stories from last night. LeBron James finally back in action with the Lakers. He has a chance to win the game with a three. It's up. And unfortunately, no goods. And then t- Twitter goes crazy because it's LeBron missing a game winner. But, um, you know, it's his first game back. So we're giving him the little bit of the benefit of the doubt here. It's all righty. It's bad that they lost to the Kings. That's real bad. And, you know, I understand that LeBron James missing this kind of three-pointer is bad as well. But, uh, you know, we're going to give him the benefit of the, benefit of the doubt. It's his first game back, missing multiple games. I mean, the man hasn't played in like two months, folks. Give the man a little bit of a break. Um but, you know, of course, Skip Bayless had to go out on Twitter and call this man the unclutchest player of all time, which is just absurd to say that he's one of the clutchest players of all time, actually. Um, you know, he usually gets it done. 
definitely gets it done in the finals and everything in the playoffs and all that so I'm not worried about a regular season game against the Kings his first game back so yes he did miss it it's truly unfortunate it would have been great if it went down but it's his first game back let this man get back into kind of full true game rhythm game shape so I'm not tripping over this kind of buzzer beater miss by LeBron James and then we get some actually great news tonight. Potentially, the Hornets have moved LaMelo Ball to questionable for Saturday's game today against the Detroit Pistons. This came out yesterday at 5 o'clock, so we'll see what has changed when we kind of start betting these games and looking at the ins and outs. If LaMelo Ball is back, I'm all about it. The Hornets right now, let's get this refreshed are currently the 8th seed in the East, so fantastic. Unfortunately, it is a play-in tournament spot at number 8. Have to get into that top 6 if you want to kind of, you know, be 100% in the playoffs, but for the Hornets here, uh, can't really, I mean, they could move out, they could abs they could, they could move out of the top 10 here. Uh, the Bulls are four and a half games back from the Hornets here at that 8th seed, so there is potential for the Hornets to, like, fall out of the playing tournament I don't see that happening so let's see what LaMelo Ball can do once he's back out on the floor if he can kind of help this team improve potentially get to number six so they don't have to do the playing tournament or just kind of shore up their kind of uh, positioning at seven or eight so they have two chances to get into the playoffs through the playing tournament but Either way, very well done by this Hornets team of just kind of just being, you know, decent, decent, a little bit below game managing while, you know, Malik Monk and Gordon Hayward and LaMelo Ball were all out. But uh, they're still here, top eight here in the West, so give them credit. LaMelo Ball's coming back. That's their leader. That's their kind of, you know, great facilitator out on the court. So I'm glad that LaMelo Ball is coming back. I'm glad that the Hornets are still a kind of in decent playoff positioning here. And let's see if they can kind of close out these last about 10 games. It's about uh, all these teams have about 9, 10 games left. So Hornets here getting hopefully healthy at the right time. Hopefully everybody. We need Malik Monk and Gordon Hayward if they want a chance to kind of do something in the playoffs. Especially if they're, you know, going into the 8th seed like, you know, they would if the season ended today. You know, having to go and face the Nets. You need some firepower if you want to beat that Nets team. So, watch out for LaMelo Ball tonight. Hopefully, he's back in action so this Hornets team can get back on track winning consistently. Alrighty, those were all the stories that we needed to cover for today. So, let's head over uh, to the NBA. We'll talk about the games from last night. Break them down. Do our moneymaker for tonight's action. A lot of games on tonight. So, we've got our pick of the crop. Can find some great value tonight. And then we'll head over to our NFL, NBA power rankings. Got to update this. Um, no new teams in the top 10, but a lot of shuffling going around. A lot of shuffling going around. And we uh, have a special little shout-out for one team in the league that we will be doing at uh, our NBA power rankings. So let's just jump right into it. First game up from last night, the 76ers and the Hawks. No, Trey Young was back last night, so fantastic for that. Unfortunately, they still couldn't get it done, so a little unfortunate. But let's start here. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich also didn't play, so that's uh, another kind of we need Bogdan Bogdanovich playing. Once again, a little bit of a lackluster night, putting up 104 points and losing by 22 this Hawks team, but let's talk about it. Their starting lineup, Trey Young at the one, Tony Snell at the two, Solomon Hill at the three, John Collins at the four, and Clint Capella at the five. Their basic starting lineup just without Bogdan Bogdanovich at the two, but here we go. Uh, we should have started with the 76ers, but let's start here with the Hawks. We haven't seen Trey Young in action for a little bit here, so we can start here. 
Trey Young's first game back, 32 points, 4 assists, shot 2 of 6 from 3, 52% on 19 shots. Pretty solid work out there, definitely for his first game back, so we'll give it up for him. Tony Snell, lackluster with the points department. I mean, Bogdan Bogdanovich gives us about 20, 15 to 20 plus points every single night. So Tony Snell out here at the 2, 6 points and only 5 shots, but we need points to come from somewhere, and Tony Snell didn't get it done. Clint Capella, 11 points, 15 rebounds, six of those offensive, very well done. John Collins at the four, 11 points, four rebounds. I mean, two of six from three, 36% on 11 shots. Could have been a little bit better. And then Solomon Hill, three points on only one shot, getting to the line four times. That's where all the points came from. He, he missed the one shot he took, but three points, nine rebounds, seven, uh, uh, nine rebounds, one assist. We'll give him that, I guess. He did have four turnovers. Just nothing great here, consistent by the starters. Yeah, Trey Young had a good game. Nothing else great from the starters. Off the bench. Daniil Gallinari steps up like he always does. 16 points on 4 of 6 from 3. Absolutely fantastic. Lou Williams, a big old goose egg. I mean, what is this? 2 points on 0 of 7 from the field. He shot 0%, folks. He missed every single shot he taken. The only reason he has 2 points is because he got to the line 4 times. He, he even shot 50% at the th free throw line. So, Lou Williams couldn't do anything here. Onika Okongwu. 12 points, 3 rebounds off the, off the bench. We'll give him that all day. 5 of 7 from the field. But just unfortunately, no Bogdan Bogdanovich. Tony Snell being lackluster. Solomon Hill being lackluster. Lou Williams being lackluster off the bench. This Hawks team isn't able to get it done. So unfortunate loss for them last night. But the 76ers back on track. Another game of them all healthy. They've been all healthy for the, like the last three games. So getting back into the kind of full rhythm, full capacity of what this 76ers team does every single night with their kind of starting roster. So here we go. The leading scores uh, for the starters were 18 points, and they all came from Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, and Tobias Harris. So shout out to those you know great players. That's their key foundation right there. Ben Simmons, 18 points, 5 assists, 6 rebounds. Seth Curry, 7 points on 1 of 7 from the field. Womp, womp. Once again, can't rely on him. Joel Embiid, uh, 18 points, 6 rebounds. Tobias Harris, 18 points, 3 rebounds. And then Danny Green, 5 points on 1 of 5 from 3, 2 of 8 from the field. So once again, Seth Curry, Danny Green being a little underwhelming. We're definitely going to need them to step up almost on a nightly basis, at least one of them, because we can always rely on Simmons, Embiid, and Harris. But we need Danny Green and Seth Curry to pull up on these threes at some point. No. So a little lackluster from their kind of four and five of Seth Curry and Danny Green. But then off the bench, we got some great production here. Shake Milton, 13 points, always reliable there. Three, uh, uh, two of three from three, so fantastic. Dwight Howard in only 17 minutes, 19 points, 11 rebounds. I mean, potential six man of the year, man. And I, I, I don't think I would have a problem giving Dwight Howard six man of the year. Uh, Dwight Howard... Montrezl Harrell, Jordan Clarkson, I mean, just getting it done for their teams respectively. So shout out to Dwight Howard here. And then Firkin Korkmaz, once again, can also prove to get it done in the starting rotation off the bench. 11 points, 4 assists, 5 rebounds, and once again, only 17 minutes of play. So absolutely great here by the 76ers team. They've got a great starting lineup. They've got the bench. They've got it all. So, I mean, watch out for the 76ers team. Definitely in the playoffs, they can truly get it done, man, if they are at full capacity. Alrighty, next game up is the Spurs in the Celtics in another overtime game for the Spurs team. Unfortunately, this time results in a three-point loss. So let's start here with the Celtics. Still no Kemba Walker. Jabari Parker didn't play. Uh, Semi Ulige didn't play. But uh, Evan Fournier still in the starting lineup. 
And uh, once again, not the greatest game. Only eight points, two rebounds on three of six from the field, two of four from three. But uh, just solid performance, I would say, from Evan Fortier. Not the offensive production that they need. Marcus Smart still at the starting point guard with Kemba Walker out. Ten points, 12 assists. I'll give him those 12 assists all day. Robert Williams here in the starting lineup. No uh, Tristan Thompson coming off the bench, so that's a little interesting. Now that Robert Williams is healthy, he's back in the starting lineup, and he had a pretty good night. 10 points, 9 rebounds on 66% shooting. We'll take that. And then Jason Tatum, folks. 60 points, 5 assists, 8 rebounds, truly getting it done. Only shot 5 of 7 from 3 to get 60 points. Ended up shooting 54% on 37. Big old shots, jeez. And then Jalen Brown trying to match up that scoring pace. He had the shots to match up the scoring pace, but uh, the, the the efficiency was not there. 17 points. He had two blocks, two steals, two assists, five rebounds, so that's all good. But he shot 20% on 24 shots. Absolutely not great at all, 4 of 12 from the 3. So luckily Jason Tatum went in his bag. That's still another reason why. Well, that's really the only reason why we like the Celtics team, because they have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. We're going to kind of uh, reflect that in our power rankings. We had them, uh, the Celtics team, number four coming into this week. But after this week, man, uh, eh, there's just nothing great offensively besides Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, obviously. I mean, this flounder this flounder job of Evan Fournier here is just absolutely garbage. I mean, uh, they, they kind of got a little bit of a bust at the trade deadline, honestly, with Evan Fournier, so it's not panning out well. The best thing that happened to this Celtics team at the trade deadline was that they got rid of Daniel Tice, and Robert Williams is, like, really stepping it up here in the starting rotation. That's the best thing about this Celtics team at the trade deadline. Deadline, not Evan Fournier getting picked up here. But let's talk about their bench. We get uh, Aaron Nesmith playing 30 minutes because it went into overtime. 16 minutes, 6 rebounds. So he was their best bench scorer and then nothing great off the bench. But let's also uh, shout out Tristan Thompson real quick. Coming off the bench, 8 points, 15 rebounds, 5 assists. So he still got it done off the bench. His kind of production doesn't go down that much from the starting rotation down to the bench. So we'll see if they kind of keep Robert Williams in the starting lineup. But, uh, yeah, well done by Jason Tatum last night to get it done with the big old 60-piece. Alrighty, now let's talk about the Spurs now. DeMar DeRozan, 30 points, 14 assists, 5 rebounds. He shot 33% from the field. Got to the line 19 times. Jeez. Um, Keldon Johnson at the th uh, 4, 14 points, 8 rebounds. Jacob Portal, 15 points, 10 rebounds. Devin Vassell at the 2, 2 points, 2 rebounds in only 15 minutes. And then DeJounte Murray at the 1, 24 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists. Very well done. 2 for 2 from 3, and then 55% from the field. So, great job there. And then their bench. Look at this. Patty Mills putting up 11 points. Rudy Gay, 16 points in only 11 minutes. And then Lonnie Walker, 24 big old points on 75% shooting on 33 minutes. So, Great night by the Spurs team. Everybody from the bench really stepping it up to get it done. Unfortunately, Jason Tatum went for 60, and they're able to win by three in overtime. Alrighty, moving on to the Wizards and the Cavs, and another win for this Wizards team. Fantastic. So let's talk about them, who's consistently stepping it up here for the Wizards. Let's start here with Russell Westbrook, 15 points, 11 assists, 12 rebounds, only three turnovers. Once again, Russell Westbrook being fantastic out there. 
Raul Neto back to doing solid contribution out here. 17 points, 3 assists, 5 rebounds. He shot 85%, only missed one shot all night. We love it. Alex Len still at the 5. 4 points, 5 rebounds. All right, he's a little up and down here. Rui Hachimura, 11 points and 5 rebounds on 37% shooting. And then we get Bradley Beal, only 19 points and 3 assists on 33% shooting. 1 of 4 from the 3. So, no real great big numbers here for any of these wizard starters. But, we get 4 of their starters all with 10 plus points. That's what we're talking about. And then off the bench, we get uh, Daniel Gafford, 13.7 rebounds on 85% shooting. Only missed one shot. And then Ish Smith, still getting it done. 11 points, 3 steals. Four assists, three rebounds on 62% shooting, so he's able to get it done. Let's also shout out Davis Burton's. He put up seven points, but uh, he only took three shots and hit uh, two of the three, so we love that. And then to uh, kind of close out uh, their bench a little bit here, Anthony Gale, 10 points, 4 assists, 2 steals. Yes, sir, in 18 minutes. So really well done here by the Wizards. Some of these kind of role players are starting to kind of expand their role a little bit more, and that's exactly what this Wizards team needs here. Uh, they are now still the 10th seed, three games ahead of that Bulls team. The Bulls just lost last night. Wizards win again. So another huge separation here from 10 to 11 and 12. Raptors three games back from number 10. Bulls three games back from number 10. So shout out to this Wizards team for winning consistently here, here, here at the back end of the season to shore up their kind of playoff spot. So fantastic to them. Alrighty, let's go to the Cavs now. Darius Garland, Colin Sexton, all good to go. So Darius Garland, 12 points on 0-4 from 3. 3 assists, 2 rebounds. Colin Sexton, 22 points, 7 rebounds. But once again, 1 of 6 from 3. Nothing great there. Jared Allen, 13 points, 11 rebounds. Kevin Love, 0 points on 0 shots, but he got the 10 rebounds. And then Isaac Okuru uh, in the starting lineup at the 3. No more C.D. Osman at the 3, obviously. So Isaac Okuru, 10 points, 3 rebounds on 1 of 5 from the 3. So lackluster scoring night by the Cavs team. This is what we tell you all about this Cavs offense. It's nothing truly great. Off the bench, C.D. Osman, he was the leading scorer off the bench, so shout out to that. But 14 points on 2 of 7 from 3, 36% on 11 shots. So just once again, C.D. Osman not being efficient. That's what we know about the man. So Cavs lackluster offense. Plays a huge part in why the Cavs basically lost by 30 points last night <laughs> to the Wizards. Alrighty, then this was fantastic last night. The Blazers getting the win over the Nets. Just Kyrie Irving out there by his lonesome and still can't get it done. Kyrie Irving cannot win by himself, folks. He can't do it. So the Blazers get the big old win here, 128-109. 19 point win for the Blazers. Absolutely fantastic. So let's start here with the Blazers first. Damian Lillard, 32 points, 9 assists, 7 rebounds, 8 of 13 from 3. Finally being truly efficient out here shooting the ball wise. And that's exactly what we needed from Damian Lillard. CJ McCollum, 10 points, 4 rebounds. He, you know, 1 of 3 from 3, 4 of 12 from the field. Nothing great. Nurchich at the 5. Oh my goodness, finally stepping it up big here. 23 points, 11 rebounds. Who did, uh, who started here? Uh, Blake Griffin in the starting lineup at the 5. That's why Nurchich was able to have such a great game. This Nets team definitely needs Nicholas Claxton back, truly. They need that man off the bench. Kind of to start, honestly, but... 
Uh, but let's uh, finish off here. The Blazers, Robert Covington at the four, seven points, nine rebounds, two assists. And then Norman Powell, 19 points, one assist, two rebounds. He shot one of seven from three, but luckily Damian Lillard was clutched from the three on eight of 13. So they were able to get great job by uh, Damian Lillard last night. And then here we go. Love seeing this. Anthony Simons off the bench. Uh, 10 points, 4 assists. Yes, sir. 2 of 5 from the 3, 4 of 8 from the field. So we need Anthony Simons to be this man off the bench. And uh, if he can kind of put up double-digit points off the bench consistently, now we're talking about a good, deep Blazers team. We get Carmelo Anthony also off the bench, 15 points, 3 assists, 2 rebounds on 45% on 11 shots. So very well done. And then Ennis Cantor off the bench, 4 points on only 3 shots, but those 9 rebounds, definitely well done. So now we're starting to talk about a good Blazers team off the bench. Derek Jones Jr. still not playing now. Truly unfortunate. Just coach's decision. So I think it is a little bit of the good decision because he doesn't give us that offensive production that we need off the bench. So Anthony Simmons getting a little bit more play time, getting us those 10-plus points. We can get behind it. Alrighty, now the Nets now. Kyrie Irving at the 1, Shaman at the 2, Joe Harris at the 3, Jeff Green at the 4, and Blake Griffin at the 5. Not able to get it done here last night. So Kyrie Irving, 28 points on 2 of 8 from the 3. Nothing great there. 46% overall from the field on 26 shots. Laundry Shaman, 8 points, 3 rebounds. Blake Griffin, 11 points, 8 rebounds. He took 7 threes last night. Jeez, 2 of 7 from 3. We don't like that. Uh, Jeff Green, 16.6 rebounds. And then Joe Harris, 12 points, 2 steals, 3 assists, 1 rebound. He shot 2 of 3 from 3, 62% overall from the field. So, once again, we know Joe Harris is always efficient. But with Kyrie Irving taking 26 shots, Joe Harris' shots come down a little bit. So, uh, we need Joe Harris to put up 20-plus points when it's just you know him with the only one star out there. Usually with James Harden, he's able to do that because James Harden facilitates the floor. And Kyrie Irving has three assists out here last night, so not the greatest. Off the bench here for the Nets, anything great? Anything great here? Mike James, he's kind of been emerging a little bit here off the bench here for this Nets team. 15 points, 3 assists, uh, 23 minutes off the bench. So, no Bruce Brown last night for this Nets team. No Kevin Durant. Definitely hurts him out. And Kyrie Irving can't facilitate the floor to get the win. Unfortunate. So, well done by the Blazers. Glad that they're back winning, folks. Truly love seeing Dame Lillard winning games. Blazers being decent. They're still number uh, seven here in the Western Conference, a half a game back from that sixth seed, so they can kind of guarantee a playoff spot. So we'll see how Damian Lillard and company closes out the end of the season here. But uh, if they want to pass the Mavericks at that number six seed, got to continue to win. All righty, let's go to the Grizzlies and the Magic now. Where are the Grizzlies at? Two games above 500, one game above 500 going into last night. They're able to get the win over the Magic 92 to 75. I mean, what a garbage offensive production of only putting up 75 points from that Magic team. But, I mean, this is what we know of them. They've got nobody on their team after the trade deadline. But uh, the Grizzlies didn't do that well either, only putting up 92 points. But luckily, their defense was able to get it done. So let's start here with the Grizzlies. Um, no Grayson Allen in the starting lineup, so Desmond Bain takes over to his spot. We'll talk about him in a second. But let's start about let's start with John Morant. Eight points on 25% shooting, six assists, five rebounds. Desmond Bain at the starting two in place of Grayson Allen. Seven points, five rebounds, one of seven from three, 30% from the field. Jonas Valanciunas, 14 points, 15 rebounds. Love seeing that. 
He shot 62%, the best of the night, so fantastic. Uh, Kyle Anderson, 13.6 rebounds. And Dylan Brooks, 20 points, 2 assists, 2 rebounds, 3 of 9 from 3, 38% overall from the field. So nothing great here uh, by this bench consistently. John Moran only putting up 8 points would have been, you know, very, very floundering and lackluster in any other game here. But it's against the Magic, so they can kind of escape a little bit. Um, solid production off the bench, given that, you know, nobody went, uh, you know, great to this game. They only put up 92 points. So we can shout out... Um, Xavier Tillman, 8 points, 8 rebounds off the bench. Brandon Clark, 9 points, 2 steals, 2 assists, 3 rebounds off the bench. Very well done. So, not bad here by this Grizzlies team. Without Grayson Allen, they're able to get it done because look at this, man. The leading scorer of the Magic was Cole Anthony with 15 points and Mo Bamba with 15 points. And then we get RJ Hampton. He came off the bench with 11 points. So, just nothing great here. Gary Harris, 8 points on 27% shooting. Wendell Carter in the starting lineup at the 5, 8 points on 3 of 11 from shoot uh, from the field, 27% shooting. Moritz Wagner at the 4, 0 of 7 on the night, so really lackluster. Dwayne Bacon off the bench, 2 of 12. Uh, Chasen Randall off the bench, 1 of 8. It's just nothing great out here for this Magic team like we know. So another loss here by the Magic, not surprising. Alrighty, now let's go to the Bucks and the Bulls and the Bulls. I think their season is now officially done, folks. Three games out from that play-in tournament spot. Can we quickly look at how many more games this Bucks team has? Let's quickly look if we can see. Or this Bulls team. Did I say Bucks? I think I did. Chicago Bulls. How many games remaining? One. They play tonight, today, against the Hawks. But that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games left for this Bulls team. And they're three games out from that playing tournament. Zach Levine definitely needs to kind of come in and be their Superman. Do what kind of Devin Booker did with the Suns last season in the bubble. Winning out their eight kind of play-in games. Unfortunately, still not enough for them unfortunately so hopefully if the Bulls did kind of run the gauntlet here go 9-0 over the last nine games hopefully it has a little bit of a different scenario but how this how this Wizards team is winning and playing right now uh yeah Bulls good luck good luck with that so Bulls lose again last night unfortunate um, no Giannis Antetokounmpo playing last night, and they still couldn't get the win. So truly unfortunate there by that Bulls team. But let's start here with the Bucs. So they're rocking with Drew Holiday. No Dante DiVincenzo either. And we know that's kind of you know detrimental to this team if Dante DiVincenzo doesn't play, but they're able to step it up. So Drew Holiday at the one, Brian Forbes at the two, Chris Middleton at the three, Bobby Portis at the four, and Brooke Lopez at the five was their kind of starting lineup. And they all got it done fantastically. Drew Holiday, 16 points. Point seven assists. Brian Forbes, 10 points, 13 rebounds. Brooke Lopez, 22 points, 2 rebounds, 3 assists, 4 blocks. Bobby Portis, 16 points, 14 rebounds. He shot 70% on the night as well. And then Chris Middleton, 22 points, 6 assists, 8 rebounds. So really, everybody got it done. All putting up 10-plus points, getting it done, um, you know, rebounding or assisting. And they're able to make it work. And then they're able to get off the bench. Jeff Teague, 11 points, 4 assists off the bench. So great night here by this Bucks team without Giannis, without Dante DiVincenzo. The Nassis only played uh, 13 minutes. The Nassis on Antetokounmpo. Usually when Giannis doesn't play, we see big minutes by Thanasis, but uh, only 13 minutes off the bench. 
Alrighty, this Bulls team now, what happened with them? We get Kobe White, the leading scorer for the squad, 21.7 assists, 4 of 8 from 3, so a pretty nice night by him. But then Garrett Temple flounders, 6 points, 3 assists on 28% shooting, 1 of 5 from 3. Vucevic, 17 points, 15 rebounds, 4 assists, that's all looking good, but he wasn't efficient at all. 25% from the field on 27 shots, by far he took the most of any player here, and he also shot 1 of 9 from the field. So Vucevic, yes he needs to kind of be the leading scorer, but you got to be efficient because you're taking shots away from everybody else here. And, uh, you know, 25% on 27 shots is not good. So, Vucevic is a little lackluster last night. Daniel Tice still in the starting rotation and is flourishing out here at the four. Love it. 16 points, 10 rebounds on 77% shooting. One of one from the three, stretching the floor a little bit. Yes, sir. Daniel Tice at the four is fantastic for this Bulls team. And then Patrick Williams to round out the starters at the three. Five points, five rebounds on 33% shooting on six shots. So just, you know, just mad there. Nothing consistently great from these starter from these starters. And then off the bench, we get Thomas Sortonsky, 13 points, 4 rebounds on 85% shooting. We'll take that. But then Thaddeus Young kind of letting us down a little bit. 8 points, 4 assists, 7 rebounds. That's all good, but 20% on 10 shots, not great there. And we need scoring to come from somewhere. And we need it to kind of come from the starters and the bench. And we don't really get it too much off this bench here. So Bulls definitely missing Zach Levine. Definitely need him back. Hopefully he can kind of get back as soon as possible. Potentially tonight, we'll kind of check in in his status when we look at uh, who are the Bulls and the Hawks tonight. But uh, yeah, man, the Bulls would like to see them get in the playing tournament, but would also like to see the Wizards. So it's going to be a battle for these two teams who's going to go out and prove it over these last kind of 9-10 games and uh, claim that kind of final playing tournament spot. So Bulls lose by 10, unfortunate. Alrighty, then the next game, the Suns and the Jazz. Yes, sir. This is what the Suns were waiting for all season to go and get that number one seed. And it couldn't come ha it couldn't have came at a better night than last night. Suns versus Jazz winner gets the number one seed. And the Suns went out, pulled out all the stops, and ended up winning the game kind of convincingly, very convincingly, by 21 points, winning 121-100. Uh, so very well done by the Suns. So let's start with them first. First, uh, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Torrey Craig, McCall Bridges in the starting lineup. Chris Paul, 12 points, 9 assists, 3 rebounds. Devin Booker, 31 points, yes sir, 2 assists, 3 rebounds. DeAndre Ayton, 11 points, 9 rebounds, 2 assists. Torrey Craig, a little flounder out there, 0 points and 3 rebounds on only 0 of 3 from the field, but uh, could have been a little bit better out there, obviously. McCall Bridges at the three, 18 points, three assists, two blocks, two assists, but he shot absolutely fantastic last night, four of five from three, got it done, and then 87% from the field. So well done here by the starters. Off the bench, some decent production all throughout. Nobody really truly getting it done by themselves, but great kind of uh, by committee out here. Frank Kaminsky, 8.6 rebounds off the bench. Cameron Johnson, 6.6 rebounds. Now he was truly not efficient all night. One of six from the one one of six from the three, one of seven from the field. So absolutely not good. Um, 
Cameron Payne, 11 points, 6 rebounds. Dario Sarek, 8 points, 1 assist, 1 rebound. Javon Carter, 7 points, 3 assists, 2 rebounds. So nothing truly great. Nobody, you know, giving us those 15 to 20 plus points off the bench. But just right, real great by committee. Like 8 or more points. Had a lot of players uh, off the bench here for the Suns. So well done by the Suns team. Everybody off the bench getting involved a little bit. Devin Booker being the main scorer. Chris Paul being the main facilitator. DeAndre being the main rebounder. All their kind of big players doing what they're supposed to do and then got great help off the bench so absolutely fantastic here by the Suns team and once again winning without Jay Crowder at the four is absolutely huge for the Suns team so shout out to them Alrighty, now let's talk about this Jazz team because I'm real concerned about this Jazz team, folks. No Donovan Mitchell. Donovan, Donovan Mitchell was their floor facilitator on the floor. Always getting it. Clutch as heck every single game. Really kind of their, you know, their main guy, him and Rudy Gobert. That was kind of their offense. But with him being out now, nobody else really kind of step it up. No Mike Connolly last night, so Royce O'Neal has to step up in the starting point guard role, and I don't really think that was the greatest choice, so let's talk about it here. This was the starting lineup that the Jazz went with. Royce O'Neal at the one, Joe Ingles at the two, Bohan Bogdanovich at the three, George Niang still at the floor at the four. Love seeing that, but not last night. We'll talk about it. And then Rudy Gobert still at the five, so here we go. Royce O'Neal at the one, three points, two steals, three assists, four rebounds on only two shots. Didn't really do too much out there. Joe Ingles, 12 points, but on one of seven from three, got to be better than that. Rudy Gobert, 8 points, 10 rebounds, just kind of, you know, meh. That's what Rudy Gobert kind of does on a nightly basis, about 10 to 12 points, 10 to 12 rebounds, and we call it a day. Uh, George Niang, who has been kind of getting it done these last two games for the Jazz, back to floundering, 8 points on two of seven from three. And Bohan Bogdanovich led the team in scoring, fantastic, 22 points, two of six from three, 54% overall. But just nobody else really stepping it up with them. Jordan Clarkson even had a kind of a lackluster night off the bench. 12 points, 4 assists, 4 rebounds, 2 of 8 from 3, and 20% on 15 shots. So once again, Jordan Clarkson, yes, he puts up a lot of points. And yes, he could potentially still win kind of 6 men of the year because he puts up a lot of shots, you know, which kind of equal a lot of points. But he's never really efficient out there, so... Not great there by Jordan Clarkson last night. We get Matt Thomas off the bench with 10 points. We can shout him out a little bit. Well, well done. Uh, eight minutes off the bench. Kind of basically in the garbage time. And then uh, Derek Favors, nine points on 4-4 from the field. So fantastic there, but just not enough collectively on this Jazz team. And that's why we're worried about them. Yes, they're still kind of, you know, the number one, kind of actually number two seed now that they kind of lost a head-to-head tiebreaker against the Suns. But I'm real nervous about this Jazz team. We talked about it last week when we were kind of doing our power rankings. We had the Jazz, you know, at the three. But, you know, we told you we were we were worried about them. We started to worry about them. And our starting to worries are starting to come true a little little bit here just losing against teams they shouldn't have getting blown out by real competitive teams as the Suns and no Donovan Mitchell is really kind of costing this team a lot so watch for the Jazz to fall heavy in our power rankings today and then the last game of the night, unfortunately, LeBron James' first back is a loss to the freaking Kings, the worst team in the league, in my opinion, just of how poorly they are coached. They do have some nice playmakers, but once again, no De'Aaron Fox, and the Kings are able to get the win. So not the greatest look here for the Lakers and LeBron. We kind of played it at the beginning of the show, the top of the show, of LeBron James missing the game-winning three-pointer, unfortunately, but it's his first game back, so we gave him a little bit of a pass here. 
But let's start here with the Kings first since they got the win. Tyrese Halliburton in the starting lineup. The rookie out here, 23 points, 10 assists, 4 of 8 from 3, 57% from the field. Absolutely magnificent by him. But then Buddy Heald, I mean, how do you lose to a Kings team with no De'Aaron Fox and basically no Buddy Heald? Because he only put up 2 points on 9% shooting from the field. 0 of 5 from the 3 and 1 of 11 from the field. So absolutely atrocious. He did have 7 assists and 6 rebounds and 2 steals. So I guess we'll give him that. But man, oh man. Got to shoot better than that, buddy. Gosh darn. Raquan Holmes at the 5. 22 points, 9 rebounds. Great night. Chimizi. Met two at the four, 10 points, three rebounds. And Maurice Harkless at the three, six points, two rebounds. Oh, three from three, 33% overall. But look at this bench contribution. Holy moly. D-Lon right off the bench, 11 points, seven assists, six rebounds. Damian Jones off the bench, 10 points, two rebounds, one assist, one steal. Marvin Bagley, 11 points, four rebounds. Terrence Davis, 15 points, two steals, one rebound. So, oh my goodness. And absolutely shooting barrage coming off the bench and a huge reason why this Kings team was able to beat the Lakers last night. No De'Aaron Fox. Buddy Heald only putting up two points. Points came from Tyrese Halliburton. Fantastic in this bench. So shout out to this Kings team getting it done. Alright, now let's go to the Lakers now. Uh, Dennis Schroeder at the 1, KCP at the 2, LeBron at the 3, Davis at the 4, Andre Drummond at the 5, and uh, everybody else kind of very lackluster out here. So let's talk about it. Here we go. Dennis Schroeder, 8 points, 7 assists, 6 rebounds, but 0-5 from the 3, 30% overall from the field. Once again, Dennis Schroeder doesn't really shoot too efficiently here when you know this is their basically their main starting lineup. He doesn't really truly get it done. Uh, so a little unfortunate here by Dennis Schroeder. KCP didn't get it done either. Six points, 0 of 5 from three, just like Schroeder. Two of eight from the field, nothing great. Andre Drummond, though, 17.7 rebounds. Anthony Davis, though, 22 points, 11 rebounds. LeBron James, 16 points, 7 assists, 8 rebounds. He also shot 1 of 5 from 3, but of production-wise, we can count on the big three of LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Andre Drummond. Kyle Kuzma off the bench, nothing great, two points on only one shot, so we'll give him that, but two assists, two rebounds, got to be a little bit better off the bench here. Got to put up points, man. Um, Montrose Harold, the fourth, or actually kind of the fifth leading scorer for the squad here. He comes off the bench, so shout out to Montrose Harold. Still getting it done, even though there's so much beef on this Lakers team now. He's still able to make an impact off the bench. Nine points, three rebounds on three of four from the field. And then Baden McLemore, Matt, another huge piece for this Lakers team that needs to kind of be a more prominent role, needs to kind of play more minutes, needs to kind of get into that Kuzma role, playing 20 minutes off the bench because Kyle Kuzma doesn't give us any points, man. He truly doesn't. So Ben McLemore, fantastic last night, 12 points on four of seven from the three. So this is what this Lakers team needs to do. They need to get Ben McLemore acclimated uh, off the bench, a lot more minutes. He played 14 minutes last night. Kuzma play 21 I gotta see Ben McLemore st starting to play 21 minutes off the bench because this is what the Lakers need they just need outside scoring LeBron James Anthony Davis Andre Drummond can get it done down low Schroeder please step up the outside shooting Kyle Kuzma please KCP please Taylor Horton Tucker please Ben McLemore has been doing it and he's been here the least out of everybody on this team so Let's see if Ben McLemore can keep up this great scoring production, giving us giving us those 10-plus points off the bench here. But uh, other players are going to have to start to step it up as well. 
Alrighty, that was all the NBA from last night. So let's see what we have on tap today. And then we'll start refreshing our lines here for our moneymaker. But this is what we have on tap tonight in the NBA. Pistons, Hornets at 7 o'clock. Warriors, Rockets, 7.30 on ESPN. Let's see if this Warriors team can get the win here. Bulls, Hawks, huge game for the Bulls. Heat, Cavs, Grizzlies, Magic, Pelicans, Timberwolves. You know what we're taking tonight, baby. This Timberwolves team, stop disrespecting them. We can make a lot of money off of them tonight. Pacers, Thunder, Wizards, Mavericks, Raptors, Jazz, and then the night game. Nuggets, Clippers, ESPN, 10 o'clock, a great kind of doubleheader on tonight. Uh, the the later game a little bit better than this earlier game. I mean, Warriors, Rockets, Rockets are trash. They ended up did just winning their last game against the, uh, who was it? Was it against the Bucks? Um, yeah, it was against the Bucks. <laughs> yeah, yo, no Giannis, but still at the end of the day, it's the Rockets, man. Come on. Um, so... Clippers Nuggets, man. That's going to be a great one um, just because of how we're kind of doing our power rankings. We'll talk about it when we get to that segment. But, man, oh, man, hopefully Kawhi Leonard plays for this Clippers team. So this is an actually really great game to watch and not just a good game to watch. But uh, we'll see what happens when we look at who's in and out here. So let's get these lines up to date here, refreshed up to the minute. All righty. Let's go here. Let's refresh these lines one more time just so they're absolutely up, up, up to the date here. Alrighty, so here we go. First game up, Pistons, Hornets. Pistons plus seven, Hornets minus seven. Let's see. Hopefully, we get the good news of Lamelo Ball is in. But let's start here with the Pistons first. Wayne Ellington out, Mason Plumley out, Rodney Magruder out, Corey Joseph out, Jeremy Grant out, Jaleel Okafor out, Dennis Smith out, Tamidio Diallo is a game time decision. So classic Pistons, everybody kind of being out, nobody wanting to play for this garbage team anymore with nine games left. And yes, sir. Yes, sir. There it is. Malik Monk is also a game time decision. And Gordon Hayward's out. So LaMelo Ball, baby, he is back and ready to rock. So just because of that, we're going to celebrate here with the Hornets minus seven. They've been getting it kind of done, kind of, kind of done without LaMelo Ball and all those three big old players. But just nice production here by kind of everybody else on this team all trying to step up. Devontae Graham, Terry Rozier still kind of getting it done out there. So with LaMelo Ball back in the lineup let's see if he's able to elevate this team we're gonna bet Lamella Ball's first game back Hornets minus seven gotta take the risk love this Hornets team let's see if they can kind of start reclaiming their great kind of playoff positioning that they had before Lamella Ball and company went out but Hornets minus seven gotta gotta love it gotta bet it gotta bet it gotta bet it and we're gonna love it so Hornets minus seven tonight <laughs> Alrighty, and then we get the Warriors and the Rockets. Warriors minus eight, Rockets plus eight. What do we know about the Warriors? They always play down to their competition, but they're also on primetime television tonight, ESPN. So we'll see. Something's going to have to give tonight, but let's see who's in and out here for the Warriors. Draymond Green's a game-time decision. Damian Lee is out. Kelly Oubre Jr. is a game-time decision, and Eric Poschkel is still out. <clears throat> And then for this Rockets team, DJ Augustine out, Eric Gordon out, John Wall's out for the rest of the season, folks. Avery Bradley's out, Daniel House Jr.'s out, Sterling Brown is still out, David Waba and Dante Exum are both out. So just kind of rocking with Christian Wood and Kelly Olenek, basically Kevin Porter Jr. is going to have to go for another 50-piece if they want to have a chance to win here. But like we said, this Warriors team always plays down to their competition, so we can't swallow the eight here for this Warriors team. They should win. They shouldn't have a problem. Steph Curry on primetime television should go off, but still at the end of the day, playing down to your competition can't get behind it.
So we'll stay away from Warriors Rockets. Next game up, Pelicans Timberwolves. Yes, sir. Points with the Timberwolves, folks. When will Vegas learn? Hopefully never so we can still eat up this value all day, every single day. But Pelicans Timberwolves. Pelicans minus four. Timberwolves plus four. Fantastic. We're taking the... Timberwolves plus four all day as long as everybody's good to go here. Uh, for the Pelicans, Steven Adams is out. One of their bigs is out. So Carl Anthony Towns should have no problem. Josh Hart is still out. So this Pelicans bench is going to be absolutely lackluster. So that means that D'Lo and company can run it up off the bench on kind of unhindered, unbothered. And then Nikhil Alexander-Walker is a game-time decision. Definitely going to need him coming off the bench if this Pelicans team wants a chance to win. And then for the Timberwolves, just Malik Beasley is still out. So we've got no problem. We are riding this Timberwolves train, folks. How many times do we have to tell you? We have this big old thread on Twitter going. So we're going to be adding to that thread tonight. Timberwolves plus four. Timberwolves plus points. I mean, that's all you have to say. I don't care who they face. Best teams, worst team, it doesn't matter. One point, 11 points, it doesn't matter. Give me the points. Give me the Timberwolves. That's all I need to make some money tonight. And that's exactly what we're doing. Timberwolves plus four. Absolutely love it, folks. Alrighty, next game up. Heat in the Cavs. Heat minus 11.5. Cavs plus 11.5. Alrighty. Victor Oladipo is still out for the Heat. Tyler Hero is also still out for the Heat. And then for the Cavs, what do we got? Uh, Larry Dance Jr. out. Matthew Dellavedova out. Teron Prince out. Dylan Windler out. Isaiah Hartenstein, game-time decision. Darius Garland, game-time decision. And Lamar Stephens, a game-time decision. So, guy, going to have to stay away from this one as well. Darius Garland kind of being that game-time decision. You know, we need this Cavs team to be Jared Allen Colin Sexton, Darius Garland for them to have a chance to win. This Heat team has really just been lackluster. Ever since they got Victor Oladipo, they've just kind of flicked the lack lackluster switch, and I don't understand why. They don't need Victor Oladipo to win these games. It's just everybody's really kind of underperformed ever since Victor Oladipo's gotten to the Heat. So is he a little bit of a curse? Probably not, but it's still a little weird to see. So we'll have to stay away from this Heat Cavs team. No real great value either way. All right, then we get the Bulls and the Hawks. Bulls plus 5.5, Hawks minus 5.5. Real interesting here for this Hawks team being minus 5.5. I guess they are on the back-to-back. -back. Zach Levine is still out, man. Truly killer for this Bulls team. We know this Bulls team is kind of win. They need to win out, man. These last nine games, three games out from that uh, last playing tournament spot, they need to kind of win out here. But uh, Zach Levine is still out for the Bulls. Absolutely killer. Lurie Markkanen's a game-time decision. He needs to kind of be their great bench scorer as well, so... Uh, two potential big outs here for the Bulls. And then for the Hawks, Bogdan Bogdanovich is a game-time decision. We just didn't see him play last game, so hopefully he does play this game. And then Kevin Herter, also a game-time decision. So this isn't bad here. Hawks minus 5.5. Now that kind of Trey Young is back. Lou Williams just had an absolutely garbage game last night. Uh, so I think we're going to take this uh, Hawks team on the back-to-back. -back. I think Kevin Herter play. I think um, Bogdan Bogdanovich plays just because they didn't play in the last back-to-back -back or the last night. Uh, Kevin Herter did. Did Kevin Herter play last night? Let's double-check this. Um, I don't think he did. We know uh, Bogdanovich definitely didn't play. Uh, Kevin Herter. No, he didn't play. Yeah, so um, I'm hoping both of those players play tonight because, you know, it's in the, not in the back-to-back. -back. And then this Bulls team, we can't even count on them anymore. We, we're tr we're, we are totally writing them off. I mean, I would like to potentially see this Bulls team in the top 10 just because I don't want to see the Pacers in the playing tournament. They're lackluster anyway. Um, but uh, this Bulls team, man... 
can't get behind him. There's no urgency. No Zach Levine still. So we're going to take the Hawks here. Minus 5.5 at home. We'll take that all day. Alrighty, next game up, Pacers, Thunder, Pacers minus 7, Thunder plus 7, gonna stay away from this one, like we said, no, I mean, these are two garbage team folks, yes, this Pacers team is garbage, I've got no problem saying that, for the Pacers, Jeremy Lamb, game time decision, Malcolm Brogdon, game time decision, Miles Turner still out, De Sabonis is a game time decision, so, some question marks there. For the Thunder, Shea Gills, Alexander out, and woo, Lugan Stord is out. So definitely got to stay away from the Thunder, but also got to stay away from this Pacers team because they're so trash, man. So two trash teams going against each other. We stay away from that. All right, that brings us to the Grizzlies and the Magic here. Grizzlies minus 11.5, Magic plus 11.5. It's a lot of points here. And then did they just play last night? Yeah, so we're going to stay away from it. Magic couldn't get it done, only putting up 75 points. Uh, but we never take really on the back-to-back. -back. The only time we made it really a true exception for that was the Timberwolves because we feel so confident on that Timberwolves team. So we're going to have to stay away from Grizzlies Magic. Then we get the Wizards Mavericks. Wizards plus 5.5, Mavericks minus 5.5. And, and I'm taking that Wizards team all freaking day long. Yes, sir, folks. Give me the points. Yes, sir. Just got to make sure everybody's good to go. For the Wizards, um, everybody's good to go. Denny Avidaje is still out for the season like we've known. And then for the Mavericks, Chris Porzingis, a game-time decision. Maxi Kleber, a game-time decision. And Tyrell Terry is a game-time decision. Now, I know this Wizards team j did just play last night, but, I mean, it's just a lot of urgency here. They need to keep expanding their win. I mean, one more win for this Wizards team and another loss. I mean, then the Bulls are four games out from that 10th seed with only really eight games remaining. Yeah, it's all, it's almost an automatic rod, um, a win, an automatic win, and an automatic kind of end of the season there for the Bulls. So Wizards kind of win if they get the win here, potentially really kind of you know already closes out the season. So. We'll take the five and a half points here. Russell Westbrook, it doesn't matter if he plays a back-to-back. -back. It doesn't matter. He goes 1,000% every game, so it truly does not matter. So give us the five and a half here for the Wizards. There's nothing great or consistent about this Mavericks team, man. So we'll take those five points all day long, all day freaking long. That's great value. Holy moly. All right, then the last two games of the, of the night, Raptors, Jazz. Raptors plus 6.5, Jazz minus 6.5. We are kind of worried about this Jazz team, folks. We don't think they're that good anymore, unfortunately. But for the Raptors, Kyle Lowry is out, and Chris Boucher is out, and Gary Trent Jr. is out, so they're going to have to rely on uh, Fred Van Vliet. And then for the Jazz, Mike Connolly's a game-time decision. Oh, Donovan Mitchell, a game-time decision. Is Mitchell coming back? Holy moly. They need that man back all day, all day. So let's go to NBA Fantasy Labs and see if we get any uh, real, anything good here. Bogdan Bogdanovich is still questionable. Kevin Herter is questionable, so maybe they don't play tonight. Uh, do we maybe got to switch off that Hawks minus five and a half. Yikes. Uh, that's why we love NBA Fantasy Labs folks on Twitter. Definitely follow them. They give us really up to the minute. We do like Score Mobile. Don't get us wrong. But NBA Fantasy Labs, they are definitely the ones that do it the fastest. They give us these news the fastest. Uh, LaMelo Ball is expected to play. Like we said, fantastic. Um, is he going to be on minutes restriction? Let's see. Borrego said he can't expect Ball and Monk to immediately be ready for big minutes. Ball averaged uh, 28 minutes. Monk averaged 21 minutes. So they're both going to be playing. That's fantastic. We kind of saw Malik Monk be that game time decision. 
Alrighty, so they still may be on minutes restrictions, but man, oh man, that energy. I mean, we can still kind of um, um, Terry Rozier and um, oh, I'm blanking on that other man. Um, yeah, who's their other guard? But their other guard, we can count on them to still get it done. I mean, if if Lamelo comes off the bench, we've got no problem with that. We he's good off the bench or in the starters, it doesn't matter. They've still got Terry Rozier and Devontae Graham as their kind of two guards, so we've got no problem here if they don't play a lot of minutes. Just them out on the floor, their kind of energy, their leadership that they can bring. That's all we need to see. Um, alrighty, who are we even looking at? I forgot now. But, um, oh, uh, Devante, um, not Devante, um, y'all know, y'all <laughs> know, um, alrighty, so let's stay away from this one, this Jazz game, Jazz minus six and a half was looking pretty good, especially if, um, Donovan Mitchell plays, but, um, let's see how this Jazz team gets back on track, because like we said, we are a little hesitant on taking this Jazz team, but. We'll stay away from that one. And then the last game of the night, the Nuggets and the Clippers. Huge game here. Hopefully Kawhi Leonard is playing. And with this minus five spread, it kind of seems like he is. So hopefully we get that. For the Nuggets, Will Barton's out. Monte Morris is out. Big kind of blows to this Nuggets team. Then for the Clippers, Patrick Beverly's out, Serge Ibaka's out, Kawhi Leonard, game time decision. Amir Coffey is out. So this one's going to be a great one to watch. Hopefully Kawhi Leonard plays, but we've got a nice little four-teamer already. No need to push it anymore. Let's just kind of watch and enjoy this Nuggets-Clippers game. But for our moneymaker tonight, Hornets minus seven, Timberwolves plus four, Hawks minus five and a half, Wizards plus five and a half. Feeling so freaking confident about all these picks. Timberwolves, you know how we love them. Wizards plus five and a half points, absolutely give me that all day. And then, you know, we're kind of rocking on the momentum of LaMelo Ball being back for this Hornets team. And we're buying the Hawks on the back-to-back -back now that kind of everybody's kind of good to go a little bit. Alrighty. Um, so that's our moneymaker for tonight. Feeling good? So let's head over to our NBA power rankings. We update this every Friday. Unfortunately, we didn't do a show yesterday. Unfortunately, my apologies. That kind of live draft show where we were live for freaking four and a half hours on that first night. Oh, man. Um, it was fun. Don't get me wrong. But, man, oh, man, it took a little bit out of us last night or two nights ago. But here we are back with our NBA power rankings. So this was the power rankings coming into this week. Wizards at 10, Bucks at 9, Nets at 8, 76ers at 7, Knicks at 6, Suns at 5, Celtics at 4, Jazz at 3, Nuggets at 2, and the Clippers, the number one team coming into this week. But, but this week has been a little bit different, folks. Uh, so we don't have any new teams in the top 10. So no team is falling out of the top 10. But we have a new kind of, uh, we are going to do something special in a second once we tip off. But we do have a lot of movement in the top 10 here. A lot. Basically, has anybody kept their spot from last, from last, uh, from last week? Every team is somewhere new. So everybody's moving. Everybody is moving. One team stays the same. One team stays the same. But new number one. New number two. New number three, new number four, new number five, new number six, new number seven, new number eight, number nine stays the same. We'll spoil that in new number 10. So uh, let's just jump right into it. Before we start at number 10, we got to start at number 11, folks. We don't really make an exception for, you know, we don't really put it, you know, we don't go, no, we don't go 11 teams deep in our top 10. We do top 10. That's why it's top 10. You know, understand? But we have to make this exception just because of how so freaking great they've been and how um, unfortunate their season has been. But uh, in this back half, got to applaud them a thousand percent. We're betting them every night. If you're not keeping 
pace of our moneymaker. We bet this team and we're getting so many points and they're winning outright. They're just winning outright. 10 points, plus 10, plus 11, plus 4. They're winning outright and we've been making so much money on them uh, that we got to respect them a little bit here. So this number, this honorable number 11 here is going to be the Timberwolves. Oh my goodness. I freaking love this squad, folks. Just truly unfortunate that they were kind of all injured for basically the entire season. Just started to get healthy after the trade deadline, unfortunately. Uh, but they've been making it work, folks. They're 4-0 this last week, beating the Jazz twice. Beating the Jazz twice on the road at home, 1-1, one one, plus 11 points, plus 10 points. That's the game we were referring to when we were taking those Timberwolves uh, teams, plus all those points, making all that money off of them. So, got to respect them here. Can't put them in the top 10 because they are mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, so I can't have that in the top 10, folks. But I do want to shout them out. I'm so big on this Timberwolves team. I can't wait to see what they do next year at full healthy Anthony Edwards Carl Anthony Towns D'Angelo Russell is coming off the bench and being fantastic folks we'll see if any minute now he kind of gets into that starting lineup because he is playing more minutes than Ricky Rubio even though he is coming off the bench but it's just absolutely fantastic what this Timberwolves team is doing still being competitive even though they've got nothing to play for I'm glad that they're kind of figuring out what this team is so next season if everybody stays I hope they do they just need to go get maybe a, a superstar for their uh, for their starting roster or just kind of show up their bench a little bit with a couple of extra role players. But watch out for this Timberwolves team next year, folks. Anthony Edwards is an absolute stud. He's going to win us uh, Rookie of the Year, unfortunately, because LaMelo, or fortunately, well, let's just put it like this. Unfortunate for LaMelo Ball because he was this um, the Rookie of the Year front runner until he got injured. But then Anthony Edwards, it's not like he's winning Rookie of the Year by default because LaMelo Ball got injured. He went and really just kind of earned it, playing very well down the stretch here in the second half of the season. So shout out to that Timberwolves team a thousand percent. I love what y'all doing. I see you out here. I know everybody else is sleeping on you. Vegas is disrespecting you by giving you all these points. We just took them plus four tonight, folks. Take them plus four tonight. It's fantastic value against the Pelicans. They're at home. They're going to win the game. Pelicans don't do anything. So, Timberwolves, number 11. Got to shout them out here. An honorable number 11 spot just of how well I see them out here. And I want to give them some recognition. Just unfortunately, mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Can't even get into the playing tournament. So, but that was just due to all the injuries. They were never healthy. Carl Anthony Towns had the COVID. Truly unfortunate his situation. Uh, D'Angelo Russell injured as well. So they didn't have anybody. Anthony Edwards trying to do it all himself out here. Obviously can't do that. No rookie is going to do it all himself besides LeBron James. You know what I mean? But he's not LeBron. There's nobody Le like LeBron. So <laughs> Timberwolves at number 11. Got to give them a little bit of a shout out. Alrighty, let's continue on with the top 10 now with a new number 10 team, and I'm a little worried about this team, folks. We're going to have to drop the Celtics down all the way from number 4 to number 10, and I'll tell you why. This last week, they went 2-3, and three, winning against the Hornets and the Spurs. All right, you just beat the Spurs in overtime because because Jason Tatum had to drop 60 points, and that's kind of why we're dropping them down a little bit because we can't trust anybody else. Kemba Walker hasn't been in the lineup. He's injured. Evan Fournier has been playing absolutely garbage. He had like one good game off the bench, and it was like the second game that he played in. Then he got injured again, and then he's coming back off the injury and still just cannot find his place off the bench, can't get it done, going like 0-7 from the field, coming off the bench, putting a, or being a star putting up eight points the Celtics need other scores they've got Jason Tatum they got Jalen Brown that's great production scoring wise they can give us you know 25 to 30 points every single night um 
But then there's no other players to score the ball on this Celtics team. So that's why we have to just drop them so much here. If it's not Jason Tatum dropping 60... They're really not going to win any type of games out here. Evan Fournier has been an absolute disappointment here. Kemba Walker now being injured. Now, the only thing that's good about the Celtics team that has kind of gotten better since the trade deadline is they got rid of Daniel Tice, and Robert Williams in that starting five has been playing fantastic. Uh, Tristan Thompson has also been playing fantastic while Robert Williams has been injured. Then we just saw Robert Williams last night get back in the starting rotation. Tristan Thompson still being great off the bench. So they still got good bigs, but for scoring-wise, there's nobody else besides Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Kemba Walker is usually decent, but he's been injured these couple of games, these last couple of games here. So we have to drop the Celtics down. They lost against the Nets. They lost against the Thunder. They lost against the Hornets. So it's just uh, no real great quality wins. No, uh, no, uh, these losses, man. It's just... There's no good offense here by the Celtics. So I can't trust their bench. Can't trust Evan Fournier. We can trust Justin, uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown a thousand percent. Don't get me wrong. I love them. They're absolutely fantastic for that Celtics team. But if it's not them combining for like 75 points a night, they're not going to win games. So we have to drop the Celtics down to number 10. Alrighty, Bucks are staying here at number nine. Giannis, these last couple of games hasn't played. They won one, lost one. Dante DiVincenzo didn't play. They lost that game. Not great. Uh, for the Bucks here this last week, they did beat the 76ers without Joel Embiid, though. So is that a really great win? Uh, they also beat the Hornets and the Bulls. But then they lose to the Hawks and the Pacers. So once again, I mean, I get, you know, Giannis not playing in any of those games. But there still should be decent kind of uh, play here for this Bucks team. You shouldn't lose. Which one? Yeah, they lost against um, the Hawks. Was it the Hawks without uh, uh, Giannis or the Pacers? Or the Rockets. Oh, no, the Rockets because Kevin Porter Jr. dropped like 50 that game. But either way, still not great losses here for this Bucks team. Even without Giannis, we want to see what you do without your best players. And this is why we like this Nuggets team because they're winning without Jamal Murray still. Capazzo's filling in and filling out fantastically for this team. So... I got to see what you're doing without your key players. So that's why the Bucks have to kind of stay here at number nine. Uh, you know, just kind of just mad this week. Three wins, two losses, you know, beating a team without your good player. And then you lose a game without your good players. Just like it's just it's just average. So we'll see what the Bucks do this week. But we got to keep them at number nine this week. Alrighty, new number eight team here. This team moving up a little bit here in our power rankings. Fantastic. The Wizards. Yes, sir. This is why we kind of kind of have to keep the Bucks at number nine. I mean, folks, this Wizards team is really not deep, but their role players step have been stepping it up every single night. Where the Bucks, you lose your starter for one game, you can't even get the win. You can't even get the win. So what's that about? So this is why we got the Wizards moving up. Fantastic. I mean, Russell Westbrook, man, he is just going and going and going and willing and we'll do whatever it takes, and we got so much respect for that. Um, who's been stepping up at the two? Um, let's uh, shout him out for a second. Um, because, yeah, Raul Neto has kind of been getting it done. Bradley Beal's been moved to the three, and Raul Neto at the two has been absolutely getting it done, getting us those kind of 10-plus points we need uh, by everybody else on this team. So he's been getting it done. Fantastic. Alex Len has still been a little hit and miss here. And then off the bench of Ish Smith, ever since he's been back, it's fantastic. Davis Burton's we can usually rely on a little bit. Daniel Gafford also off the bench has really been getting it done here. So very well done to this Wizards team. Obviously, Bradley Beal, Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook this week, I mean, he's been cleaning 
cleaning up these turnovers. Their last two games, he had like two and like three turnovers. Absolutely magnificent. So this Wizards team needs to win. They're continuing to win. They will do whatever it takes to kind of finish off that play-in tournament at number 10. Unfortunately, they can't really, they, they, well, they can move up a little bit over the Pacers, so expect that to happen. Uh, but they do just kind of, they are just kind of distancing themselves over the Bulls here for this last play-in tournament. Three games ahead of the Bulls and the Raptors for that kind of last playing tournament spot. So I give a lot of credit to this Wizards team. They're 9-1 in their last 10. This week they went and beat the Thunder, the Cavs twice, and the Lakers. And then they ended up losing to the Spurs in overtime by like three points. Truly unfortunate on that loss. Um, Hang on. All right, we just kind of quaked there for a second <clears throat> but um uh back to the wizards here at this oh geez what happened here i moved my laptop for like a second and all hell breaks loose <laughs> but uh here we go back to the wizards now uh just an absolute fantastic nine and one in their last 10 gotta give them so much credit doesn't matter you know as long as russell westbrook russell westbrook and bradley beal are out there they will do whatever it takes they will kind of you know elevate any other player it takes to perform well to get the job done so i give a million credit to this wizards team winning when they have to trying to do something here and this is going to be a tough out in that first round folks especially if they have to face the Nets at the 1-8 seed matchup if that's where the Wizards end up um I mean, could you imagine Russell Westbrook's kind of vengeance that he wants to kind of put on that Nets team with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, seeing kind of Kevin Durant choose Kyrie Irving over Russell Westbrook a little bit. Uh, so Wizards at number eight. Got to give them so much credit for winning, and we're going to do so by moving them up in our power rankings from 10 to 8. Alrighty, no, no new number seven team here. We we're dropping this team back a little bit because we're a little nervous on this team overall. So we're gonna move the Jazz back from number three to number seven here. Really rough week, winning against the Kings. Um, okay, no, not good. <laughs> not a good win there. And then you lose to the Timberwolves twice, twice. I know we love the Timberwolves, but still, this is not a team the Jazz, the Jazz should be losing to. I mean, you know, the number one seed in the West, not anymore, because they just uh, the Suns beat them last night, and then they lose to the Suns. So, real worried about this Jazz team. We'll see if Donovan Mitchell coming back makes a difference. Obviously, it should, but. This Jazz team, when there's no doubt of a Mitchell, it's like they've got no leader, no will to win. Who's willing this team? Mike Connolly's kind of in and out now with Donovan Mitchell out. That makes up for not good. <laughs> that makes real not good there for this <laughs> for this Jazz team. So, got to move them back a lot here. I'm real scared. If Donovan Mitchell does not get back for this Jazz team, he has a game-time decision tonight. But if he does not get back, this Jazz team, they've got no leader. They've got no will to win. Donovan Mitchell is the lifeblood of this Jazz team. And without him, they're just kind of real mediocre. There's no urgency on the floor. There's no great kind of um, leadership on the floor. No real great energy on the floor either. So, got to move this Jazz team back to number seven. Once Donovan Mitchell gets back healthy and they start winning games, then we can start moving them up. But without Donovan Mitchell, this team has no leader, has no purpose, has no voice. And we move them back to number seven. 
Alrighty, new number six team now. We're moving this team up a little bit here from number eight to last week to number six this week. We're going to move the Nets all the way up to number five or no, to number six here. Now, they've had a great week here uh, going four and one, beating the Celtics, the Suns, the Pacers, and the Raptors, and then losing against the Blazers last night. The only reason we are keeping them at number six is because Kyrie Irving can't win by himself. I mean, what is up with that? No Kevin Durant. I mean, Kyrie Irving goes and flounders, doesn't get other players involved. I mean, he had three assists last night. That's not, you know, a true leader out there. You know, true number one facilitating the floor. You got to facilitate the floor. So Kyrie Irving without Kevin Durant. I know there's some other big pieces out for this uh, Nets team as well, like Nicholas Claxton, Bruce Brown didn't play last night. But folks, I'm telling you, you still got to be competitive here. You can't lose. Um, they just lost uh, uh, by 20. Against the Blazers last night. So this Blazers team was kind of skidding as well. They're, they just started on a three-game winning streak after kind of going like 0-6 uh, before this winning streak has adjusted. But this Nets team, man, without Kevin Durant or without James Harden, it just Kyrie, it's nothing scary. Like, I would not be afraid to just go up against Kyrie Irving. Now, he is single-handedly great, but they don't win games when it's just him out there. So, he does not lead to wins, and this is what we want to see. We need to see wins out here. Wizards are winning, and they've got nowhere near the talent that this Nets team has. This Nuggets team, once again, without Jamal Murray, is still continuing to win. That's fantastic. So, we are going to move the Nets up a little bit because they still won four games this week with Kevin Durant in. But with no Kevin Durant, real no wins. So we'll just take it slow here with the Nets at number six. Alrighty, new number five team. This team is getting healthy, getting right now. Fantastic. We're going to put the 76ers up here at number five. Looking real dangerous out here when everybody's healthy. Um, the last week, they beat the Thunder and the Hawks twice. Fantastic. And then they lost to the Bucks just because of no Joel Embiid, unfortunately. But when everybody, when Joel Embiid's good to go, they're winning games. They're being dominant. I mean, this bench, man, Dwight Howard, man, Dwight Howard. Uh, we have to kind of speak about him as the sixth man of the year candidate. I don't know if we can give him winning it yet, but I definitely got to say top three. No, him, Montres Harold, Jordan Clarkson. Um, so... Uh, he, Dwight Howard's been great. Shake Milton off the bench has been absolutely great. Um, Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, so freaking consistent. And then you still got Danny Green and Seth Curry. And whenever they want to step it up, I mean, they're just adding on top of it. I mean, Danny Green and Seth Curry are like their third, their fourth and fifth scoring options. So we just need at least like one of them to kind of be on every single night. But this 76ers team, they're deep. They've got one of the best starting rosters. And once they're all healthy, like they kind of were this week, they're absolutely fantastic. So 76ers are moving up here to number five. Alrighty, new number four team, and man, oh man, got to give them so much credit. The Knicks at number four, moving all the way from six to four this week. Fantastic, fantastic. This week, they beat the Raptors and the Bulls, blowout. I mean, that's what's great about this Knicks team. When they're facing below average talent, uh, you know, they go out and win the games. 15 to 20 points, fantastic. That was our blowout wins. And then when they face against the good teams, they're really competitive. They either win or lose close, and that's what happened this week. They lost close against the Suns, lost by like eight points. But they're not getting blown out against the best teams. They're all working hard. They have no real superstar. Julius Randle's their superstar, if you want to count it that. Their bench has been getting it done. Emmanuel quickly, Derek. Rick Rose, Taj Gibson, I mean, you know, re-teaming up with um, uh, the Bulls head coach. Um, damn, I'm blanking on his name, but, you know, this kind of, you know, rejuvening of what they did on that Bulls team when it was Taj Gibson and Derrick Rose and the head coach of the Knicks that was the head coach of the Bulls. But, yeah, for this Knicks team, starters get it done, bench all play great, they they 
when they're facing the best teams, they always keep it close. And I give this Knicks team so much freaking credit for winning games, blowing out the lesser competition, and then still being competitive against the best competition. Because because we see the Warriors, yeah, they you know they're good against good competition, but then they play down to their competition against garbage teams. That's why the Warriors are truly not that great this season, and they're kind of flashy against you know good teams on prime time because they always play up to their competition. But this Knicks team, they're a solid team. They know who they are. They don't flounder when they face garbage teams. They go and blow them out, and they're competitive against a good one. So I got to give this Knicks team so much freaking credit, and we move them up to number four. Number three, we got to move back a little bit here. Their kind of magic without Kawhi Leonard has started to kind of run out a little bit. Uh, so over this last week, they just went one and two. Uh, they beat the Rockets. That's not even a good win anymore. Truly unfortunate. And then they lost against the Pelicans and the Spurs. So just no Kawhi Leonard is truly kind of now starting to hurt this team a little bit. Paul George was trying all he could. I mean, he can kind of weather the storm for a couple of games, five, six. But now we're starting to talk about seven, eight, nine, ten games being missed. It's like, Kawhi, we need you back sometimes soon please so we know Kawhi Leonard's a game time decision tonight is he's back tonight because they are facing the Nuggets so that's going to be you know huge here we may have to change our power rankings come tomorrow if everybody's good to go for both these teams but um, yeah, we've got to move the Clippers back a little bit this week uh, just because they're starting to kind of run out of magic they're starting to kind of need Kawhi Leonard Paul George um, Marcus Morris they're trying all they can um, not um <clears throat> Not uh, Patrick Beverly. I always get these two players con confused. Patrick Beverly and... Oh, my goodness. Their other point guard that's been doing absolutely fantastic. He's a little bit of a better scoring point guard. Um, he's actually been getting it done a little bit better, in my opinion, than what Patrick Beverly has been doing for this Clippers team. Let me see if I can quickly get this up. I want to I want to say the name. Um, Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson. He's been fantastic. So, they've been trying all they can to get it done. But, you know, now Kawhi Leonard... Uh, Reggie Jackson's kind of in and out of the starting lineup as well a little bit this, this these last couple of games here. So, going to have to move the Clippers down to number three. Alrighty, this team, we're moving up here in the top two here. The Suns. Good win last night over the Nets. Um, this last week, the Suns, they beat the Knicks, the Clippers, the Jazz. They unfortunately lost to the – or they just beat the Jazz last night. Uh, their one loss was against the Nets, unfortunately. A little lackluster in the fourth quarter. Couldn't get it done. A game that Kevin Durant played. You know what I mean? Um, so, but uh, the Suns team, man, they're great. Devin Booker gets it done every single night. Chris Paul, um, their bench of Dario Sarek and Cameron Payne and Cameron Johnson, usually kind of, you know, at least two of those players gets it done for us off the bench. So, this Suns team, they just went and claimed that number, seat, that number one seed in the West by dethroning the Jazz. I mean, how much of a bigger game, of a bigger win can you get from that Suns team last night, finally getting up to that number one seed? So, we're going to pay, pay them off a little bit here, respect them with that number one seed or that number two seed. And then the number one seed here is the Nuggets. Oh, my goodness. Without Jamal Murray, they've lost, like, one game. They've lost, like, one game. Um, two games, I think. Uh, but uh, this last week, the Grizzlies, or the Nuggets, they beat the Grizzlies, the Pelicans, the Raptors, the Rockets, and then, unfortunately, just lost to the Warriors on a little bit of a fluke game. Once again, the Warriors always playing up to their competition. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, uh, yeah, this Nuggets team, Facundo Capazzo, got to give this man a 1,000% credit for kind of filling in, doing what Jamal Murray does a little bit, and just letting Michael Porter Jr. be the main scorer now. How crazy is that? The man wanted this role, and 
and he stepped up to it absolutely flawlessly. So Nuggets at number one, got to respect the heck out of this team, winning without Jamal Murray. Um, Jokic is still getting it done, front runner for MVP now. Um, definitely now, after when uh, Jamal Murray went down and they're still not losing games, they're actually winning games now. So, gotta give it up for this Nuggets team. Super impressive, winning without your players. That's huge in this league, folks. I don't want to be, I don't want to hear, and I hate that argument. Oh, we didn't have this, we didn't have that. Okay, you still got other players and you still got to win games. So, I don't care that you don't have your best players. Still show me that you can win. And that's what the Nuggets are doing. That's what not what the Nets are doing, Kyrie. Irving can't will his team to a win, but he wants to be claimed as the number one superstar on the, in this league, and he's not. He's a great number two, don't get me wrong, but he's not a number one, can't lead teams to win without other great players. So Nuggets at number one, fantastic. Alrighty, so that's our power rankings going into this week. Uh, Timberwolves, nice little honorable mention here at number 11. Celtics at 10, Bucks at 9, Wizards at 8, Jazz at 7, Nets at 6, 76ers at 5, Knicks at 4, Clippers at 3, Suns at 2, and the Nuggets at 1. Um, let's quickly see anything outside looking outside looking in. I would probably put the Blazers outside looking in here of the top 10 uh, because they've won their last three games, so I give them a little bit of credit. They've kind of overcame that big old losing streak. It was like six games at one point, so fantastic to them. Maybe the Mavericks, if they can kind of keep it up a little bit more, facing better competition. Celtics, they're already in the top 10, so that's nothing. Um, yeah, that's really it. Maybe, not even the Heat. I don't buy the Heat at all. So there's really no teams outside looking in here. This top 10, maybe the Hawks, but they're on that three-game losing streak, folks. Um, I know Trey Young is now back. They just lost last night, unfortunately, with them. But uh, let's see if now that he's back, get that first game under their belt. The Lakers, once again, you know, LeBron James' first game back losing. But with him, uh, you know, getting acclimated, reacclimated to kind of game shape and game momentum and all that, potentially see the Lakers outside looking in. But... Yeah, this is kind of the firm top 10 here, folks. So we'll see what happens this week. Alrighty, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. We're back tomorrow starting to kind of grade these uh, draft these draft grades. We'll kind of take it uh, division by division, four teams at a time, ranking what they've done in the draft and giving them uh, grades. So uh, that's what we got starting tomorrow, folks. So. Alrighty, we're out of here. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. And we're back tomorrow live, noon Eastern.